0: Chapter 37 of Carpenter's Geographical Reader, North America. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Carpenter's Geographical Reader, North America, by Frank G. Carpenter. Chapter 37 The Pacific Northwest we will now go by rail from san francisco to portland at one of the western ends of the northern pacific railroad which crosses the united states from st paul leaving san francisco we are soon passing through the san joaquin valley so noted for its wheat crops that it is called the granary of the state we spend a day in riding about the slope of mount shasta a wonderful snow-capped extinct volcano and then go northward into Oregon. We are now in an entirely new section of the United States. We are in what is known as the Pacific Northwest, which is composed of the rich states of Oregon and Washington. These states are much warmer than those in the same latitude upon the Atlantic coast. Oregon is far warmer than Massachusetts. It seldom snows in Washington west of the Cascade Ranges, and its people have called it the Evergreen State how can this be and the states be so far north it is because of the japanese current you have heard of the warm ocean current known as the gulf stream which flows up from the gulf of mexico through the atlantic ocean the japanese current is a stream of the same kind in the pacific ocean it begins near the coast of china flows north about japan then crosses to the lower part of alaska and flows down by puget sound its waters act like a hot water furnace they warm the air above them which blows on the west coasts of america and keeps warm the states of washington and oregon for this reason there is but little snow in these states most of the rains which fall are warm and the moist climate covers the earth with a luxuriant vegetation some of the largest trees in our country are to be found in the pacific northwest in washington there are miles of forests of trees which shoot up as high as a very tall church steeple before they put out a branch and then go upward with branches perhaps a hundred feet higher many of these big trees are hollow and a story is told of a washington farmer who used one of them as a house while clearing his farm the hole in the tree was twenty-two feet in diameter it was forty feet high and a knot-hole near the top formed his chimney he put a floor inside the tree eight feet above the earth and upon this the second story lived with his family while he used the space beneath or the ground floor as a stable for his horse and cow some of the best timber in the world comes from this region shingles are made by the millions and shipped to the east the long trees are cut into logs and exported to other countries many of them being used as masts and spars for vessels both washington and oregon are rich farming and stock-raising states they produce great quantities of fine wheat large crops of barley flax and hops and all the vegetables and fruits of the temperate zone are grown the states are rich in coal and iron and they have also large deposits of gold and silver we see that the people are everywhere prosperous many of the farmers have large droves of sheep new lands are being brought into cultivation and the country is being rapidly settled there are numerous villages and we can visit many large towns we spend a few days in portland it is situated on the willamette river twelve miles above the columbia river and is a great lumber commercial and manufacturing center its business buildings will compare favorably with those of any of our eastern cities, and it steadily grows in size and wealth. From Portland, we take a sail up the Columbia River to see something of some of our best fishing grounds. Have you ever eaten Columbia salmon? It is sold in cans in almost every grocery store. It is delicious when eaten with a little lemon juice or made into a salad. Fresh salmon is far better, and at our breakfast on the boat, we order salmon steaks the fish are so large that they are sometimes served in this form and we eat great slices of the yellowish-red fish which is brought smoking hot to the table the salmon spend the most of the year in the salt waters of the ocean in the summer they come into the rivers to lay their eggs and at certain times the columbia is almost filled with them they move in droves up the river and are caught by nets and traps in great numbers in a single year, several millions of pounds of these fish are caught. Within the past thirty years, it is said that salmon to the value of seventy million dollars have been taken out of the Columbia River. They are cooked and canned and sent to all parts of the world. It takes only three ordinary salmon to fill four dozen one-pound cans. The fishermen are for the most part white men, though a few are Indians in some parts of the river where the currents are swift fish wheels are used sometimes such wheels are fastened to the end of a boat which is anchored at the right spot the wheel is much like a mill wheel save that wire nets are fastened to its rim and as the wheel turns and the nets strike the water the fish are caught by them the wheel going on lifts the fish up and slides them down into a trough through which they fall into the boat one night not long ago one wheel of this kind fastened to a vessel caught enough fish to sink the vessel or fifteen tons of fish in twelve hours this oregon people say is a true fish story coming back to portland we again take the cars and a day's ride to the north brings us to puget sound here we visit the cities of tacoma and seattle on the eastern shore of puget sound sometimes called the Mediterranean of the Pacific. Within plain view of both is Mount Rainier, or Tacoma, one of the highest peaks of the West. The summer of these cities is about as cool as that of St. Paul, and the winters are as warm as those of Tennessee. Such snow as falls is almost immediately melted by the warm winds from the ocean. The summer days are clear and bright, and the location of the cities, so far north, gives them a long twilight, during a part of the year both seattle and tacoma have all the improvements of our best eastern towns they have fine libraries and schools they have good stores and do a large commercial and manufacturing business they are located on excellent harbors and we can find ships at their wharves which will take us to almost any part of the world from these ports steamers sail regularly for alaska and a little later on we shall take a trip northward to learn something of that curious land, the last of our territories. But before taking ship, there is still another very interesting and wonderful region in this western part of our country which we must visit. Let us take a side trip five hundred miles southeastward and see some of the wonders of the Yellowstone National Park in the heart of the Rocky Mountain Highland. End of section thirty seven.